Yeah, I had some pizza stuck in my teeth from breakfast. <laughs> breakfast at 11.30. Pizza breakfast at 11.30 with coffee. This is the second day of recording. We just recorded Yeah, last two night. days in a row. Yeah. What would you think of pizza and coffee? Um, I don't know. I, I'd never had, like, pizza with coffee before. I know. I think my stomach would be the one who has a Because, like... I love both of those independently, so yeah, they're both like delicious. I mean, I wasn't like bite mouthful of pizza, drink some coffee to swish it around. No, I'm trying. No, 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 no. But one, then the other, then the other. I don't know. The the taste of the pizza didn't like stay in my mouth mm. or anything like that. I don't know. Maybe it did. I, f- I felt like it was kind of a weird combination. Like I, I felt like it made the coffee taste like like dirtier. Oh. Like more dirt flavored coffee. Well, it was like a darker roast. Yeah, it was a pretty dark roast. Yeah, um, that was good. That was so good. yeah, a couple of videos, a couple of podcasts in rapid succession. Yeah, and should we do a follow up from yesterday? Uh, yeah, I actually have some follow up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sweet. So close. Against the Crooked Sky. Oh, yeah. That's yes. the name of the movie. Okay, I found tight. it. I found it after much research before going to bed last night. <laughs> I found the name of, of the movie, Against the Crooked How Sky. How did you search for that? How did you find that? Um, I ended up Googling um, Boy Rescues Sister from Indian's Western movie. Wow. And the first result was, oh, did you mean Against the Crooked Sky? Yes. It's like, yes, yes, I That's did. exactly what I meant. Good job, Google. You yeah. nailed it. You nailed yes. it. So, yeah. So that that was Against the Crooked Sky. That was the movie, the, the other movie, the movie that was not very good um, from my dad's childhood that he remembered. I think, I think he was disappointed that it didn't really hold up to his expectations. Do you have any movies like that that, like, you're going to show to your kids and you're like, I loved this movie so much, but you're like, but then on second thought, you're like, maybe, maybe it was just me. Maybe I just loved this movie because of the setting I was in or something or the age. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Like, maybe like, um. I don't know, Feifel Goes West, or, or like an American Tale, you know, like those Feifel movies? Oh, man. I, like, I loved those movies so much. Yeah, I hope those movies hold up. I know. I mean, they're cartoons. cartoon. I haven't, I haven't seen fun. them in years and years, but I hope they hold up. Yeah. I mean, like, who knows, like, if our kids will be saturated in a cult culture that will be way, way, have less attention for, like, really cool stories like that, or you know what I mean? Or, like, just they'll have a different attention. Well, have you, have you watched, like... Doug or yeah. um, the Rugrats since yes. like being an adult. No, I don't think so. Are they a little bit like they're they're like pretty boring, pretty wow. boring. There's like a lot of like empty space where there's not like talking or much noise. Well, Rugrats as a kid, Rugrats was a a little off for me. It was a little bit like I mean I enjoyed it if it was on. I was like, cool, Rugrats is on. I'll watch this. I watched so many episodes of Rugrats. Yeah. But like, it did seem a little bit, a little bit off. You know, the shows like that where you're just like, hmm, 
that one makes leaves me wanting more. It's a little depressing or something. Yeah, yeah. I always um I always remembered the uh episode of the Rugrats where like the babies like reenact the Passover. Do you remember that yeah. episode of the Rugrats? Yeah, I had that on VHS. I I always thought that was like a fascinating. Yeah. And then I think the adult di- the dialogue of the adults was written so well. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, from what I remember. Huh? From what I remember. Yeah. Like he was like, we take this herb and lift it up. And she's like, it's herb stew. You know, like, <laughs> it's like, wow, that is such adult interaction. Right. You know, kids are just like, ha ha ha. This is like o- over the heads of yeah, children. Yeah. Even yeah. It was for us <laughs> as little kids. Uh, I saw the Rugrats in Paris. Is that the name of it? Rugrats in Paris? Yeah. Uh, I saw that movie in theaters for like a birthday party, when it, whatever year that came out. I was probably like 10. Wow. What about the Rugrats Go Wild? You know what I'm talking about. Is that the one with the Wild Thornberries yeah. crossover? Yep. Yeah. That was a I theaters that. movie. I, I don't I don't really remember it, but I remember I got that's a, a thing. I got a, uh, a thing in, in like a Happy Meal box. That was, it was like smell-o-vision. So it was like scratch and sniff at certain parts of the movie. There, I guess, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess there was like a prompt on them. I didn't see the movie in theaters. I don't think I've ever seen the movie. But I guess there was a prompt in the movie that showed you like scratch this yeah, part. Yeah, I think I remember you know what I mean? that. Yeah. Did you ever see that? Like what did that? I think I saw it in theaters, yeah. What did that prompt look like? Was it like I, don't, a, I don't know. I have no huh. memory. Weird. I remember smelling the things. And one of the, like, it was like... Silly, weird smells that kids would be like, ew, or mm, that's cool. Yeah. You know. But. I don't know. Did, did you ever hear the, um, the, the like the, the dark theory of the Rugrats? No, tell me. The, the dark theory of the Rugrats is that, um, the Angelica is like insane oh, yeah. or struggling with like PTSD and From she what? and she's the only child in the movie the that's that's alive. Wow! And because it, all of her friends and siblings and are, like like are cousins, Tommy. So like Tommy died in childbirth is the theory, and oh, that's why wow. Stu is like con- constantly like um, trying to keep himself busy. Well, and trying to invent toys like to make up for like the the wow. son that 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 was like a stillborn. And wow. and then the the twins. It was the theory is that it was just one um, baby that was like miscarried really early on, and they never oh knew the God. sex of it, and so that's why it's manifested as both a boy and a girl. Like and it's like the two two versions of the same like mm-hmm. baby. Or yeah. Wow. And then and then Chucky like died in the same car accident that his mom died in. That's why his mom's not there. Wow. And that's why Chaz is just a complete wreck in the show. He's just like so out of it and such a wreck. Yeah. He's always like so emotional. Mm -hmm. And that's why like Angelica is like really like the only one that interacts with both like the babies in full dialogue and then the adults in full dialogue. Wow. Yeah. Because, because like what, what, person can speak, like speak the language of babies and English, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So interesting. Well, what, is there, is there an explanation for like the roles 
that, you know, like among the babies, like Tommy's the leader, he's the obvious leader, Chucky's his best friend, stuff like that. Is there any like, like, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know if it goes that in depth. I, I think it was just like an, an analysis of yeah, the that regrets. is so crazy. Like, and Angelica, her PTSD is like brought on because of like the death of her like cousin, her baby cousin that she was looking yeah, forward yeah, to and stuff. Like, yeah, because like Tommy is her cousin. You know? And oh, that's so interesting. What is what is Angelica's? situation just ptsd or is it like some kind of i don't of... know or ins- ins- insanity i don't yeah. know wow um, that's some shutter island stuff right there <laughs> um yeah i don't know regrets the thing that i didn't catch until like far later in life is that the um the like doctor that they're always quoting dr at, lipschitz as, as like yeah as like this authority mm-hmm. of like how to raise children mm-hmm. his name is Lipschitz yeah like it's like a Jewish name but yeah for real it's like well but it's not it's like a play on words saying that like <gasps> everything that the oh doctor says is yeah crap. wow, the, the, wow. The, all of the things that this doctor says is they're all is, just Lipschitz <laughs> yeah. ah that's Dr. so funny Lipschitz. Yeah, yeah, and it's like this is a children's show and that goes way over the heads of all the children. But it's like, oh my gosh, like the commentary that it's making on like parenting advice is yeah. just like you can't listen to all of these people like the wow. new fads of parenting advice because oh my god, anything that they say is is just garbage. It's just trying to sell books. Well, I mean, and it's a lot of it is experience and psych- psychology and stuff. But like, come on, when it comes to parenting. There's we, they, no they book experts. that you can follow, yeah. Yeah, there weren't experts for, like, millions of years, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch that till way later in life. I wow. was like, oh, holy What an crap. interesting catch, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Dang. That's crazy. Yeah. Rugrats. Rugrats is definitely... I was... I, I showed um my little sister, Lindsay. She's seven. I showed her... I was like... She was like, want to watch a movie? Because she was staying homesick from school. And I was like, yeah. She's like, what do you want to watch? And I was like, have you seen Nacho Libre? And she was like, no. And I was like, oh my gosh, we no, have to I watch saw Nacho Snapchat Libre. Snapchat of that, yeah. Yeah, like we must watch Nacho It's so funny. You're going to love it. Let's watch it. And she's like, cool. She was really excited that I was excited to show her. Mm-hmm. Um, I put it on. I, I was really bummed because I had a phone call or something like that. So I missed like the first bit of the movie mm-hmm. like seeing her what like watching it with her and stuff um but when i finally came upstairs it was like after a lot of the funny introductory stuff of not really it was like when he was trying to get um uh steven the, the like homeless guy he was trying to like steven. trying to catch him Mm-mm. and let him know that those were the lord's chips you know where he like put lays out the trap of yeah, the chips the, yeah he, he like throws them out like super dramatically and stuff and uh, so, so we were like watching it at that point together, and she was she was not laughing at the parts that like because the whole movie, pretty much the whole movie, is just like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious! Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! That is so funny! That is so crazy and weird! Yeah, and she just she I don't think she's had enough. Ex- of course, she hasn't had enough experience in life to know that this is not how people are. This this guy is so weird and hilarious because like. He's like a he's like a kid, Nacho. Like he's like this. Everything is dramatic. He's just like a wrestling fan. Just very like everything is over the top, and like 
he names his moves before he does them. Like Anaconda Squeezer, he's like, sweep the leg. Or he's like, and I disappear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like from the court. Just like that, all of that stuff is so funny, so rich. And like how dramatically he does things. He crumples up chips in his hands and he blows them. It's like that is him. Like I've seen enough things, enough situations like taken seriously doing things like that, that him doing that is just like so hilarious and over the top. And like your emotions are on max right now, you know, when like they, they shouldn't be. And that's just, what's funny. She was just like, he's so weird. Mm. He's so weird. And I'm like, Oh yeah, you would think he's just so weird. Right. So I, that's just kind of an example of like a little disconnect of it's like my enjoyment. Yeah. Ch- children being unable to like interpret characters as characters. Yeah. They're just like, and like see the characterness right. of the characters. It has to be so implicit. So, re- I mean, ex- ex- so ridiculously there, so present that they are, that they are a fake character so that they can like accurately be like, this is not real. This is so silly and weird. Like Rugrats, you know, babies talking and stuff. It's like, okay, I'm on board with the absurdity mm-hmm. of this. Whereas like Nacho Libre, it's like, just like not just like a Napoleon Dynamite. It's like the same producers or something, but yeah. like Napoleon Dynamite was a movie that, or like where a movie in which all the characters took everything so seriously, just mm-hmm. like Nacho Libre, mm-hmm. everything was taken very seriously. You have like, you have like three or four, like maybe not, maybe not. Yeah. Three or four, like real characters, real people. Mm-hmm. And you, but, but it's, they're, they're thrown in with all of these outrageous characters. Right. So like Encarnacion, the, like the, um, sister or whatever. What? I don't know what the she, nun, the, the nun, yeah, the nun, uh, can't you tell this woman is a nun? Um, she, like, she was serious. She was very normal. And so it's hard for kids to like go, okay, so she's normal, but he's not. They're both having a conversation together. Right. How, how am I supposed to see him as crazier than her? But it, yeah, like when they're, when they meet in his quarters for toast, <laughs> like, <laughs> that in itself is so weird, but yeah, not chilly, but I mean, it may have, it may have missed her. I don't know. So Christian, what are the coasters for today? Yeah. Um, I started yesterday. You want to start? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll start. So, um, I reached in, into the Blu-ray collection in the movie room um, and grabbed two unopened Blu-rays. I don't um, even know what yours is. Oh, perfect. Uh, mine is, um, Mission Impossible 1. Nice. So we had Mission Impossible 3, the J.J. Abrams Mission Impossible. Yeah. This is Mission Impossible 1, the the one that started it all. The one that had, um, Emilio Estevez in it. Yeah, for like a second. 10 minutes. Yeah. And then he died in the elevator. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, did, did you know, you know, Emilio Estevez is Charlie Sheen's brother, right? Yeah, like half-brother, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That is so interesting. Yeah, so interesting. Um, then, hold on, let me see who directed this Mission Impossible. I feel like Mission Impossible has a lot of, like... The, like the deaths in Mission Impossible, because the movie's really fun and like action, but the deaths are like, oh my gosh, they're very startling and shocking. Like when in in Mission Impossible Three, wow, spoiler right here, uh, in Mission Impossible Three when Tom Cruise's wife dies, her like, there's like a chip in her head that just kind of explodes, and her eyes go in different directions and stuff, and she's just like, uh, like she basically goes from living to super dead in his arms, I think. 
And, or was it? Yeah. But it was just like, oh my gosh, that is so disturbing. I saw that when I was like in, in high school, maybe early high school. But I just remember being like, mm. my soul was like, uh, uh, that's disturbing. Yeah. yeah. Just like, and the, and the Emilio Estevez elevator death scene was like, uh. Brian De Palma. That's who directed this one. Oh, wow. So, um. What else did he do? Uh, I, the, he did, the, the two other ones that, that I know he did are Scarface and Carlito's Way. And I've never seen either of them. Oh, neither have I. So. Our friend Max talks a lot about Carlito's Way. Yeah, and Scarface is um uh oh the there's that John the John Mulaney bit where where he's talking about how people lump Scarface in with way better movies, <laughs> yeah, and just kind of consider it the same thing. It's like oh I love movies like The Godfather and Scarface. Yeah. That's like saying I love steak and Skittles. Yeah, interesting. I haven't seen like I haven't seen Scarface, but is it? Is it not to be taken nearly as seriously as like some people do take it? Yeah, I think that's that, that's my impression of it. That wow. it's it's just like not nearly as good good of a movie as like um, like The Godfather, a movie that you would think would be very similar. But the Godfather movies, at least the first two, are two of the best movies ever made, and wow. third one's not a bad movie by itself. Mm. So. Um, yeah, just, I mean, completely just captivating movies, such, such good movies. Dang. Yeah. Um, I want to see them. Have you, so you've seen the Godfathers? Yeah. Yeah. One, two and three. Mm-hmm. Wow. All three of them. They're good movies. Yeah. I really want to see them. I know they're like legendary. So what's your coaster? Oh, yep. My coaster is a two for one. Um, <laughs> It's labeled, see them again for the first time. It's, here we go. I'm so glad to have this. Dumb and Dumber and The Mask. Uh, you know that Dumb and Dumber is my favorite, it's like my favorite movie. Oh, yeah. It's in my top three. Yeah, it's very it's so amazing. fortuitous that we pulled this one out. I know. And The Mask, so good. So funny. Mm. Um, those those run of early Jim Carrey movies. Yeah. Ace Ventura, oh, Dumb and just Dumber, back The Mask. Just back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back of yeah. just gold. For real, yeah. The Mask, uh, I remember, like, really, really looking forward to his uh, mask moments. He, like, because mm-hmm. it, it goes between him. It's kind of like a, it's a Jekyll and Hyde story. Mm-hmm. He, it goes between him being, like, regular Stanley, Stanley Ipkiss, and, uh, and then by night, he puts on this mask, Loki's mask. Loki, who's, like... Totally in Marvel stuff. You're right. But, like, the, the some, some like, god of chaos mm-hmm. puts on the mask, gets crazy, gets awesome, all of his dreams come true. So funny. But, but yeah, he's actually, he actually turns out to be, I mean, dumb, I could talk forever about Dumb and Dumber, but mm-hmm. the mask is kind of the new one right here. Um, but, oh, yeah, it turns out that the mask character is pretty evil. Right. Like, very chaotic. And, uh, and actually I, it, the movie is based off of a comic mm-hmm. in which that little, that little mask character, I don't know if, the, I don't know if the mask character in the comics has his like, um, Dr. Jekyll side. I, I think he might just be like a, a crazy little guy in a mask or something. I mean, I don't know enough about it, but in, in the, the comic, he is very, very, very violent, like 
cutting people's heads off. You know, just oh, like wow. So yeah, so crazy. Vi- they like, really um, turned that into a comedy. Yeah, yeah, for real. Like, I mean, I think he is like silly as he's like killing. It's kind of like a like a uh, kick ass kind of thing, mm. or like uh, what are other things? You know what I mean? Like kind of like Deadpool. Yeah, kind, yeah, kind of like a Deadpool character. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he had some like yeah, a ton of similarities to like to Deadpool. Maybe being like breaking the fourth wall and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, but Jim Carrey's take on it is so funny. Yeah. He just ran, like, it was like, okay, Jim Carrey, um, you know all of that crazy stuff that goes on in your mind that makes you so funny? Um, just, like, just be that. Just be that crazy stuff in your mind that makes you so funny. You know, yeah. Yeah, I feel like those early movies, um, Liar Liar being another one of them, there was just... Oh, yeah. There that was, was a bit more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, but but th- there's just so much... Um, of like, just just let Jim Carrey be just this physical comedic genius, and just yeah. let him do his thing and make his faces and yep. make his movements. And yep. I mean, he has he definitely developed that reputation back then, and it was so good because mm-hmm. like he did get get like so many wiggles out. But seeing him now in movies more, uh, I mean, like. He started, like, as he got older, he started doing a little bit more, like, serious stuff. Like, the number 23. I mean, I know that wasn't, like, a super great movie, mm-hmm. but that was very interesting and serious. Well, and he did The Eternal Majestic Sun- and Eternal Sunshine yep. Shine of a Spotless Mind. Yep. And Eternal Sunshine was very good. Yeah. And so he definitely went into more serious roles i mean yeah. truman show pretty serious show but very funny mm-hmm. and same with like uh man on the moon when he mm-hmm. was andy kaufman like very serious biopic mm-hmm. but andy kaufman is just such a character that yeah jim carrey you know like but he he acted so well in those movies like he's not just like this crazy ball of energy like he still can channel his energy you know mm-hmm. very well and yeah. act so well yeah yeah definitely so that's my coaster. Well, cool. Um, your microphone set up here. Um, your microphone was kind of sinking. Yeah, I have a uh, what is that called? It's a stand with an extender on it, like a boom stand. Oh yeah, boom stand. And when I try to angle it, like so that it can just be over my over my little soundproof divider and just kind of hanging into it. It, uh, just standing alone, my, my stand is kind of janky, but when I, uh, tighten things, they inevitably loosen due to the weight of the microphone. Mm-hmm. So I had to have a little counterbalance and I hung a couple shirts on the, uh, the other end. Yeah. A, end a little t-shirt ballast. Yeah. Yep. Ballast. <laughs> That's a ballast. I think it's a nautical term. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Like is, like weighing down like the back of the boat. Oh yeah, um, to keep to, it from like, to keep, keep it, it from dipping f- forward, kind of mm. thing. Okay, yep. Or or like I guess weight at the front of the boat while you're moving forward to keep it from going back. Oh yeah, yep. So what is Chris, that thing? Uh-huh. What is that thing at the front of a of a ship that is like sometimes a, a mermaid or like a skeleton? Mm. There's got to be a name for that. Ma- that's the mast, right? No, I think the mast is like the big pole that holds up the. Oh, that's right. What is the curtains? The, nose. the, 
the sails. Sail, sails. Yeah. Those are the that's the word I'm looking for. The mast. Yeah. I don't know. The bow. Some some kind of the beauty of the bow. It's the bow of the ship, right? That's I don't know. Right. I don't know my ships well enough. I know. Need to I study need to, up on our maritime knowledge. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so Christian, you're you're getting um some molded in ears for work. Yes. Why, why why don't you tell us the story of uh getting molds made? Wow, yes. So in order to get in ear like monitors that are molded to your ear, those are very nice. Very professional and very expensive. And I was very fortunate, very blessed to be gifted a pair of those from somebody. They, it was, it was breathtaking. That, that gift was just, like I cried. It's so crazy that head of like in-ear, in-ear molds are like $500. They're so expensive. And I would, I was just like, I have my own little over the ear in-ear monitors. They're cheap. They're 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. And they do the job. I was fine with just doing that forever or until I have like a an influx of money or whatever. But that gift was amazing anyway. Can't that yeah, can't believe it. But and, and, and they're they're important to being a professional musician. Like that's yeah. that's a, an important part yes. of it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be it's gonna be so so amazing to have those. Like I'm so excited for them to come in the mail. Um but in order to uh, get those made, you need to get mold, Im- like impression molds done at the audiologist, which is the same person who does like hearing aids and stuff. And um, so I went to the audiologist, I set up an appointment, went there, and uh, he took a look in my ears with the little light thing, whatever. And he was like, oh, it looks like you have a considerable amount of uh, wax in your ear. And I was like, oh, wow. I mean, like, it's just sticking my finger in my ear and digging or whatever doesn't like, I wouldn't have known that I had that much wax, but he's like, and then he checked the other ear and he's like, yep, you got some, some good amount of wax in that ear too. So we're going to take care of that and like, then we can get the most. Are, are you not supposed to have wax in your ear? I don't know. I, I should like, have asked him. Yeah. You, like, I feel like wax serves a purpose similar to like snot where it like mucus build up. Yeah. I don't know it if like it's a mucus catches, thing though, It like catches things that go into your ear. Like yeah. dust particles and yeah. stuff, and that, that's what the wax does, I think. Yeah, is, is surely, it, yeah. it covers those so that it can slide it back out the ear. But it doesn't slide out. There's like, when you go into the ear, there's like a little, um, a little uh, crevice. Not, not, not crevice. It's like a little um, bulb or whatever inside your ear. Mm-hmm. It's like a reservoir for, for wax or whatever. I mean, I don't know if it, I don't know exactly what it looks like. But I think I just thought of it as like a pocket. So he he took this uh, little like pencil looking thing. It was like it was white or whatever. It was a medical device, obviously. But um, it was like shaped like a pencil, not with six sides. And but the end of it, the end, probably the last half inch of this thing, came to a point, and there was a little flashlight on the end of it. And so he just stuck that in my ear, pretty deep, and it was very weird and uncomfortable. I was like. Ugh, uh, did and, it give uh, the same like scratching itch response of like using a Q-tip? Where you're like, oh. Um, yeah, I don't use Q-tips. Mm. They scare me. I don't want to go that far into my ear. Yeah, and you're not you, supposed you, to. Yeah, you're totally not supposed to. Yeah, I said I don't I use Q-tips. It. Sorry, and he's like, so good, good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, he said just come so in good. here every. Huh? 
I said it feels so good. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, some people think that, but I mean once you go, once you like start using a Q-tip, like isn't it kind of like addictive or something? Like it's like no, nah, well, I mean, no, I mean it, it, it just feels good. Oh okay, like yeah. the more you scratch, the more it itches. Right, yeah, it's just like a vicious cycle. But um, uh, but yeah, that's not good. That's not yeah. Good he's for like. Your ears. He's like, yeah, good, good. You're not using Q-tips, which is so funny. What are Q-tips for? Getting, taking makeup off, I guess, or something. <laughs> yeah, it says like, right on the box, don't use in your ears. It does. Oh yeah. Oh wow, that's like the only use I've ever like, like uh, the first use that I that's thought. That's like the main use yeah. th- that they're bought for. <laughs> yeah, for real. But uh, I, uh, oh yeah, he said just come in here every like six months to a year to, and and I'll just take the wax out of yours. But. Uh, so he, he started digging in there and I was like, uh, uh, and like one of it, like at one of it, like at one point it, it like hurt. It was like a little poke. Oh, and that's like so close to my brain and stuff. It's not like I was afraid of him touching my brain, but I was like, that is so center central to the, like the core of my head. You know, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I mean, realistically, it's not even like, not even close to the core of my head, but, um, I was just like, Oh, it's so far and dug it out and he pulled it out of my ear and showed me it was a dime size amount it was so much wax so much wax i was like wow who would have thought that's how much wax was in my ear that's built up over my entire life i guess i don't know how it disposes of itself but well it makes it back out your ear somehow yeah down down the ear canal or maybe it could like. Have could you ever seen in? somebody with like leaky ears, and you're like, oh, like they've got like wax, like, like visibly, like, like trying to come on out. the yeah, trying to come out like on the their ear holes. But I did, but this this was so it was not liquidy. It was so just like like stiff, like chapstick material. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was just like super in there, and I don't know if like it wasn't trying to like get liquidy and come out you know I, mm-hmm. it was just a ton of wax and, uh, and probably a big barrier to being able to get accurate molds of the inside of your yeah, ears for real that's why he had to take that out yeah. yeah and he did it to the other ear and it was a little bit less but still like a considerable amount and when he took those out of my ears i was like i can hear new frequencies it was so insane it was like my eyes were opened my ears were opened <laughs> like rubbing my hands on my pants just like just like feeling, like feeling my fingertips move along my like the denim of my jeans, I could hear that mm. way sharper than I ever could before. And how long did that last? Like, did your ears kind of adjust? Well, it was mag- yeah, it was magical in the first like uh, the first whole day probably. But I mean, after that, I think I may have just like gotten used to it. Uh, I don't know if I like lost those pretty quickly after. I I think it was just like cool. I think it's just your ears adjusting. Yeah, yeah and it's like now to you the have stimuli. That. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah it's a new baseline. So new, huh? Yeah, a new baseline. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so that was incredible. I like I am very. I might I might like express a different like I may, I might express things like that way more like enthusiastically than other people may. Mm-hmm. So, but I was just like, yes, this is amazing. Wow. It's just so like amazed by it. Anyway, he, then he like, he was crumpling up this like, or like, uh, packing this like, uh, silly putty looking material and feeling like feeling. And then he like pushed it into a syringe and well, but first he had to set a little sponge thing 
real like a tiny little sponge thing deep back into that place where the earwax was. Just I think it had a string attached. It did have a string attached. Just to so it. he could pull it all out. So that he could pull end up pulling everything out from the inside. Uh, and then so then he with the syringe he just like loaded my ear up with this pink like silly putty stuff. And uh, then I was like super deaf in that ear for like five minutes. And yeah, I talked to him about. I was like, like while that was happening, we were just like a lot of it's just like a waiting game. But I was like, do you listen to music? And he's like, yeah, I love music. I was like, nice. Audiologist loves music. <laughs> um, and I was like, what music are you listening to? And he told me like he he got on his computer and was like looking through some, looking through artists or whatever, and just was saying saying a few as he was like coming across them. And I hadn't heard of most of them, but, uh, but it's cool that he listens to like a ton of music, like a ton of like artists and stuff. And I feel uh, like I, you, you want an audiologist that likes to use his ears. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so he knows like the importance and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, what, uh, are you scrolling through like Spotify or something? He's like, no, I actually use title. Mm. And I was like, Oh, title. Interesting. What is What's, what is, uh, th- that, what is, what is like, what is title? Like, that's a, that's a thing that I know that like Jay-Z owns that and there's like, you can only get like a lot of albums from like Jay-Z and Beyonce and Kanye, like from title first, you right. know, and then, and then it re- is released to the like public. Yeah. They're not going to miss out on, on all that money. Right. For real. Um, but he was just like, it. It, the quality, it's CD quality. It's better than MP3 quality. Right. M- most people don't realize that like CD quality is significantly better. It's a it's a much less compressed quality of audio. Yeah. Wow. Than and MP3s. I, yeah. I, I that made me like very very much want to like consider buying a subscription for for Tidal because mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I really want that amazing. I mean, the library is is like minuscule compared to. Spotify. Spotify, yeah, but uh, it's just like hmm, interesting. I might consider that purchase. But yeah, so that whole thing got me molds made and shipped them off. Shipped them off to uh, All Claire, which is the in-ear monitor company, and I'm really excited to get molds. I mean, my my yeah, molds back. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Well, sweet. Yeah. So Christian, and I went to um, my sister's dance concert. This last Saturday night. Oh, wow. Uh, her last dance concert of high school. Yeah. And um, first of all, uh, Katie did really, really well. Yeah, She's don't really, all the seniors have solos? Uh, no, but they they did have like a, like highlighting the seniors moment. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, she did, she did really well like in, in a lot of her dances. Awesome. There were, you know, she, she was always in a prominent position and cool. there was yep. like you She'd could been... tell that there was like people like looking out of the side of their head to for like the next moves because they were unsure and and you know Kate, katie um knew all the moves and and like was one of the people that people were like leaning on to wow know what the next move was oh wow oh a lot of girls dancing yeah looking out the sides of their heads i see yeah 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 to to try to figure out like oh shoot what's oh, next wow. in the song she just knew she's oh, yeah. a dancer yeah yeah um so, so that was really cool but it got me thinking um uh, 
about the art of dance to to raise more questions about art. Yeah. But um so like they had an awareness dance huh that was like to raise awareness of mental health disorders. Wow. What did that look like? Like any of the other dances except with like a slide, a slideshow of words going on on the side, on like screens on the side. Huh. But I don't know. I don't Was know. It done well. I I don't know if it could be done well. I don't. Hmm. That's so. That that's kind of what got me thinking about this. Is like it. So one it is very distracting trying to read what's on the screens and watch the dance. So you kind of have yep. to do one or the other. Yeah, that's true. And. And it was unclear what they wanted you to do because there was, like, words going the entire time. There, you couldn't, like, look at the screen and look back at the dance. Like, you had to, like, look at the screen to read the whole slide and then read the next slide and read the next slide. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, that's, that, that was kind of one thing that, that I was looking at. I'm like, I'm just not sure how effective that is. And, and it kind of reminded me of maybe our favorite SNL skit, the high school theater troupe. Yes. Where, where it's like high schoolers thinking that they're doing something significant, but you're just kind of left like questioning <laughs> yeah. the efficacy of w- yeah. what is happening in front of you. Yeah. She's like meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, Oh man, that, that SNL skit is just, it's yeah, just it's brilliant. so funny. Um, there's a couple of them. That's such a good one. Cause like we were in theater in high school and it's like, yep, seen that. We didn't do a we ton of stuff it. like that. No, 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 no. Um, but definitely when we went to like competitions and stuff, like, yep, you're going to see a bunch of black boxes moved around and manipulated as the set and people trying to say things that like, they just are, they just sense so much meaning in what they're saying mm-hmm. and they're trying to raise awareness or they're trying to bring you to some understanding of life. And you're like, okay. <laughs> you're, you're like, just, just tell a story. Yeah. <laughs> just tell a story. We will get, we will get it. If, if mm-hmm. through the story, not through you telling us the government, what is it? <laughs> like, hi, I'm a corporate sellout. <laughs> it just like, was weird. Like what? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll definitely um, put a link in the show notes to that SNL yes, skit. Do it. Um, but, but so like dance, um, I I don't think it's meant to be a narrative art form, but at the same time, I feel like without be narrative, well, well, like I feel like without a narrative, like most of the dances are just like dance moves, dance moves, dance moves, Mm -hmm. dance moves. I feel like without a narrative, especially when you're sitting through two hours of 20 different dances, Mm -hmm. It's just like, okay, come on. Like, like, I don't know. I don't know what is going on anymore. Like my brain is kind of melting. Just like mm-hmm. I have nothing to, to grasp on to, to, oh, right. to relate to, to analyze and right. think about. It's just dance moves. And there's, well, a, there's a few that were kind of narrative, but hmm. so yeah, that was definitely one thing. And then. Then the other thing that I thought about was, so there's always like one to five guys spread out through all the dance classes at these dance concerts. 
Yeah. And sometimes there's like one or two in, in, in the group together. And mm-hmm. it, it seems like a, like a huge afterthought about like their role mm-hmm. in the dance. Cause you don't want to like every time there's a guy in the dance, I understand you don't want to always just highlight the guy mm-hmm. and make him play like a role kind of like a narrative where, where he's playing like a character in the dance, mm-hmm. even though I think that that would be effective and interesting and people grasp for, for stories and that would give a story to the dance. Mm-hmm. So trying to just make him part of the dance company when he's one, one, the one guy in 35 people and the rest are girls and all the girls are dressed the same. And then the guy just is wearing like a black t-shirt and black pants. Yeah. You know, and like he, he doesn't even like his clothes don't resemble the rest of the clothes Mm -hmm. and he's obviously the only guy. And so if you aren't doing like a narrative dance where you're highlighting that one person through the narrative, not even through that person's dance moves, but, but you are purposefully setting that person apart and having that person play a role. Uh, if you're not doing that in the dance, um, it seems like you're still unintentionally highlighting him. Yeah. Because your eye is kind of drawn to, cause it's like a sea of people that look pretty similar and all dressed the same. And then there's like one person that looks completely different from mm-hmm. everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of, your attention is drawn to that person. Right. Already. And, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it was just like this weird phenomenon where, where it's like, I kept waiting for the guy to like, do something uh, like do, be showcased or something. Not even showcased, but to do something purposefully different from everybody else. Oh, I but see. But they were yeah. just doing the dance moves with everybody oh, else. Oh, really? Like a group dance and he's just like in it. Yeah. And, and just, just in it and doing it. But, but he's so obviously like the other in the group, yeah, you know, real. he's not dressed the same at all and yeah, wow. is standing out. And so I did, I just, I don't know. I found that funny. I didn't really know mm. what to think about that. Do you, do you, do you have any thoughts on everything that I'm yeah. saying? Well, I think, um, good dance should always tell a story. I think it always, there's always something to be said in dance that like, that should be the only purpose of it because dancing just for the sake of just like moving around unless it's some kind of expression of something I, I think it's just literally like technical like and the the like heart is removed from it so um when it comes to i don't know when it comes to like like the one dude in a dance full of girls and he's just doing the same. Was he doing all the same moves? Because I feel like when it, when a dance is choreographed for girls, there's going to be a lot different movements and a lot of movement, like a lot of movement that is like feminine, you know. Mm. So oh, did he did he have any uh, did he have any like ma- like masculine versions of like? No, it was basically the same moves. And that was the other interesting thing is because the. They're, they're doing the same moves. They are always one of the people picking up somebody. If there's ever right. times where there's people being picked up. I figured, yeah. Um, but, but for the most part, they're doing the exact same moves. And that, that's, a, that's the other interesting phenomenon is like the guy 
because everybody is paying attention to the guy. You, the whole crowd ends up being paying attention to the guy. Mm-hmm. And and it, the guy, like, wins the crowd over. Even if he's not the best dancer in the group, he's the one that people pay attention to. And it's like, oh, wow, look at that guy dancing like yeah. that. Oh, wow. It's the, like a novelty. Yeah, there's, like, yeah. a novelty to it that I think unintentionally, like, takes away from the rest of the dance. Because you end up not paying attention to the dance. You end up paying attention to the one guy. Mm-hmm. And so by not highlighting it and giving him a different role to play, you're playing into that. Right. And I feel like like don't have the guy in the dance unless you're going to do something with him. And, you know, because a lot of, so much of dance is uh, like, like, I feel like roles are very present in dance. In the world, like we should be, like we should be very conscious of roles and not uh and not being too like uh hard-lined when it comes to like gender roles and stuff like that you know what i mean that, that's just like classic like awareness of human beings stuff but uh in dance i think there is a lot of uh space for like roles gender roles and if the guy is just going to be doing all of the same thing he could be a distraction just for no reason other than the fact that he's a guy but in order for everything to work together as one fluid piece, I think he will have to, like, you're going to have a guy, either don't have him in there, just have it all girls doing, doing this, doing this dance, you know, or. But that's, that's hard in, in, in like high school because he signed up for the class. Like true. Yeah. So, so, so are you going to be changing the way you do every single class because there's a guy in it? Well, no, I mean, you'd all be, all the guys, all the guys and girls are going to learn going to should be learning the same techniques and stuff like that. You know, Mm -hmm. it's all still dance, but, uh, when it comes to like choreographed pieces with like a guy in it, you know, it's like, have that guy throwing girls around, like Mm -hmm. have him, have him, uh, have him not be a distraction, but have him be like, have him move with the, with the cog machine, the cog machine, (laughs) you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Have him be one of the wheels and not like a, a little like, "Eh, eh, eh," you know, like, that makes everybody go, hmm, there's a guy in this. Mm-hmm. You know, make it be like, yes, I love how everybody is dancing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. have him be more of a, more of a enriching part. Yeah, I, I couldn't help but think of like, like the difference between, um, I couldn't help but think of the difference between dance in just, just, like the class of a dance um, versus like dancing choreographed pieces in like musical theater mm-hmm. in the, in the way that those two are handled differently. And obviously in musical theater, you literally have a story that, that all the, the music and the singing and the dancing mm-hmm. are all playing a role in telling right. this story. A dance in a, a dance piece in a musical theater production has a different prob- a different goal than Mm-hmm. A dance piece in a dance recital. Yeah, dance piece in a in a uh, musical theater piece is a very uh, communal thing. Like if it's a big, if it's a group dance piece, it's like this is something that we're all doing. This is community. This is uh, this is all of us interacting and being together. This is, like it's whether it's like a party scene or whatever, or like a a big uh, ball or what you know. I don't know, but. But, um, well, and, and when, when it's just like two people singing and then they go into a dance, it's like, it increases their, 
their interaction, their uh, mm. their chemistry. It's like, ooh, these two people. Yeah, sure, they can share lines all day, but now they're in a dance together. Mm. You know that it's more like supplementary in a musical theater piece. Whereas in a dance recital, it's like this is the this is the thing that we are watching. So like you have to do the whole thing in a dance. The whole tell the whole message, tell the whole story, get the whole point across in a dance. Mm. Yeah, I think what I'm trying to really trying to say is is I, I just want to dance. I just want to dance. Yeah. Just, just dance. spread my wings and yes. dance. Cut loose. <laughs> Cut loose. Um Oh, the the other thing so just a funny observation. I've I've been to a number of these throughout the last like ten years because of all my sisters. And oh yeah, and or have all of your sisters been in dance? Was Morgan in dance? Uh, Morgan wasn't. No, Morgan was like, like, uh, probably the most athletic of all of us. She was, she was like the volleyball player. And oh, cool. Her senior year, she like broke her high school records for like uh, female like weightlifting. And she's not a she's not a big person. No, she's not like beefy. It, but but she's just like determined and, wow. and if there's a goal she's going to just accomplish it and beat it i love that that's awesome yeah and um but having seen all of these i i don't think i've been to a high school dance recital where they didn't have at least one dance number where they're wearing some sort of camo i don't know what, oh, the, yeah. what the fascination is with that but 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 yeah it, yep. it seems like a super like go-to theme for a dance yeah. is, is we're going to put on camo and we're going to play like baggy, baggy yeah, camo yeah, like stuff. baggy camo and we're going to play like a rock song and we're going to we're going to be edgy dancing and camo yeah. to a rock song. It's like it's probably like a lot of hip more hip hop stuff is yeah. done in that. I don't know. It's just they were doing all kinds of genres, right? Uh. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't as varied as I'd love it to be, but... Oh. But, so, yeah. I don't know. Nice. I used to watch uh, So You Think You Can Dance. I don't know if that show's still going. I think it's not. But, uh... I don't even remember that show. I watched a couple... You don't remember that show? It was, uh... It's different from Dancing with the Stars? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like like American Idol, but for dancers. You know, um... But, like... Oh, I just I just loved it so much. It was very uh, very entertaining. So was, so was so it entertaining. All solo dance stuff. Was there a lot of solo dance stuff? Like, was it all solo dance stuff? No, it was. Uh, they were paired. They were they were they were put in pairs. Well, the audition process was really awesome and funny. The dynamic is so different from like a singing show because in a singing show, like it's just your voice. It's just your voice, and some people have hilarious voices. Terrible voices, ter- mm-hmm. terrible mm-hmm. song choices, really good moving songs, song choices and voices and whatnot. But like when it comes to dancing, for some reason, like it still is like an expression of art, just like singing is. But it is for some reason way more um, like way more intimate, you know, if you hmm. like, because you have to be intentionally moving when people are singing, they could be. They could like they could just be like not putting forth very much effort, mm-hmm. and it sounds, you know, it's it the sound reflects it, and it's not as like, you know, it's I guess there's not as much like stake in like, like yeah, your voice is horrible, but whatever. But like in dancing, 
you get people come, like in the audition process coming on stage and just like giving it their all, but it's like terrible. That it's crazier when it's like somebody's giving it their all in dance and it's bad than somebody like giving it their all in singing and it's bad. I, I don't know. I, that's just something because it's so it's it's your whole body mm-hmm. taking part in this like like responding to a song, you know, or like mm-hmm. using emotions and stuff. So interesting. And uh, yeah, the show was just made really cool. By at the end, everybody was like paired up, a guy and a girl. And it was just like partner dances, and they were given different genres every week. Like every each individual couple was given uh, their own genre of hmm. dance, and I, I learned so many genres of dance from that show. That's and, interesting. Did they did they all already know like genres of yeah, dance? Yeah, they were all well. And what was cool was seeing like people who because everybody had their own like their own dance that they felt the most comfortable doing. Some of them could have had experience doing all kinds of dance, which was really cool. That just made them really versatile. But like when you get like a hip hop dancer that, mm-hmm. you know, is, and is now on the show, like they, they would wow you a lot with like their, their contemporary uh, abilities or their ballet abilities, you know, or, or huh. their ballroom abilities. Um, there were, there were even like sub genres of, of like hip hop and, of uh ballroom ballroom has tons of different subgenres foxtrot and like the tango the waltz uh a bunch that i can't remember but like hip-hop had crumping crumping is more is like such an that that was a dance style that i was like a crump walk i don't know what what does that look like (laughs) i think it's a crimp walk oh no yeah it was it was like the crump had like anger and like stank in it. It was like, maybe not anger, but it was like, it was very, uh, it reminded me of, uh, the, like, uh, what are those like pot, like Polynesian dance dances? Is that Polynesian dance stuff? Like, like, like the, the, like more, more I or Hawaiian, like warriors, you know, whatever, like what is, I don't know. Oceanic. Yeah. Like I, I, I think the, the New Zealand, like rugby team, yeah, does, does that that's, like when they're like slapping their legs? Yeah, and, and like tongues like, out and yeah. very like ah yeah yeah. That's that was kind of like what I would compare crump to, but it uh, yeah it was it was just such a cool um, just cool show. I just learned a ton about dancing and I was moved a lot. You know, in a lot of the, the dances, you're like wow that is that is telling a an amazing story. I don't know. I had, had a new new appreciation for dance after that. Interesting. So Christian, we were talking um, yesterday to uh, somebody from California, and yeah. uh, the conversation uh, took a turn down a familiar road for the two of us. Yep, uh, of somebody not from Arizona, just that is living in Arizona. Somebody that has chosen to move to Arizona. Yep out of their own free will as an adult human being yeah. has chosen to move to Arizona yeah. and just hates Arizona or, or it's or, like or, not or, nearly as good as their Yeah. Or at way. least fails to even try to appreciate Arizona right. well, and to the they, same well, level of wherever yeah. they came from. It's funny. Cause they, they like, like, of course there's a subjectivity where it's like your home will always be somewhere else, whatever. But mm-hmm. then they like try to take it on objectively, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, Arizona sucks because blah, blah, blah. And, and it's less like, it's, 
it's it's not my home. It's not as familiar to me. It's not like the right. place that I came from. It's yeah, like, it, it's ne- it's never from a from a standpoint of understanding their own biases. Like, right. I mean, w- like I definitely understand my own biases. Right. I love I'm Arizona. All, it's my home. Like, yeah, I'm definitely trying to push Arizona objectively as well. You know what I mean? When I in my arguments, because it would be sure. such a lame argument if I'm like just going subjectively. Like, come on, that like neighborhood that I grew up in is so cool. <laughs> you right. know, I have to be like biomes. <laughs> <laughs> But and it's uh, I don't know it's it, yeah it's a very uh, interesting phenomenon. I, I I see it a lot in the sports world as well. Like people that move to Arizona, they're sports fans of other teams, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh no, you don't understand uh, the like back in New York with the Yankees or back in Boston with the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Like you you just you guys don't even understand baseball. It's like your guys' baseball team has been around for over a hundred freaking yeah, years for real. Like the Diamondbacks didn't exist before 1997. Give us some time wow. to to grow some culture behind that. Like, yeah, for real. Like this doesn't just suck arbitrarily. Like like it just is young. Like yeah. Like it there, takes it takes time to develop culture. Yeah, for real. Sports it's, teams and sports because every like so many people from Arizona are from someplace else. Arizona before the invention of air conditioning was very sparsely populated. Right, yeah. And then from like the 1950s onward, Arizona just continually rises to being a more and more populous state. And Phoenix continually rises up the charts of being a more and more populated city. Mm-hmm. And and if everybody is from someplace else, of course right now there isn't a lot of allegiance and culture surrounding uh, the sports teams. And the sports teams that have been here a long time, like the Phoenix Suns, uh, well, I guess sport team that has been here yeah. a long time, like the Phoenix Suns, does have a, a, a strong culture and, mm-hmm. and and a strong pull to the to the team. I think Native Arizonans would desire the Phoenix Suns to be to to make Phoenix Suns great again. Um, yeah, to, to see the Phoenix Suns win win a title probably more than any other team. I know, I know that 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 would do my heart great to see the phoenix suns back back to the the type of team they were in the 90s and the 2000s and and to be continually one of the top teams i mean the phoenix suns not to make this a sports podcast but the phoenix suns are one of the top five winningest franchises of all time wow like like they have been a successful team and do have large support and and there is a big culture supporting the team and um yeah yeah, I, th- I think neglecting that just because you come from Chicago and you're like, oh, the Bulls, uh, we yeah. had Michael Jordan. It's like, yeah, okay, you had Michael Jordan. Yeah, the, the team was great. I'm not taking away from that, but but like that doesn't mean that you can't appreciate Arizona. Like you moved right. here, and you, I'm not saying you have to become a Suns fan, but but just poo pooing every every attempt to in for every attempt for somebody else to enjoy their team because you think your team is better is just like this juvenile mentality to have mm-hmm. as a sports fan. Yeah, I mean I haven't really had any like when I'm trying to win somebody over to Arizona, well, it doesn't need much winning over to. But when I cuz it pretty much speaks for itself cuz it's pretty awesome. But when I talk to people, sports doesn't come up as much as the heat 
Oh, the heat. Oh, it's so hot. It's so hot. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So tell that to everybody who, like, just super lives here. We're, we're like, it's, we're not just like, man, I'm out of here. No, there's obviously, like, you just kind of deal with stuff. Just like, when I was in Kansas, like, the cold, screw <sighs> that so hard. Okay. I hate the cold so much. Negative degree windshields shouldn't even exist. How did people ever live there? That is just I ridiculous. Know. Oh, it's miserable. It hurts my bones. Oh, and you can't put on enough clothes to make it feel okay to be outside. Right. Any Any tiny inch of your body that is revealed, which has to be parts of your face, miserable. Like, that does not, like... I don't, yeah, but uh, the heat. What's what's uh like? Just like the cold in really cold places. What do you do with the heat? You just stay inside. I mean, or, stay in- or even better, you go and swim. You go, go in swim. the pool. Yeah, you enjoy it. And the shade is beautiful. Like out, even even in the heat. Like you're not going to be like like on a hot day. You're going to be smart. You're not going to be like like running a mile. You know, in the in extreme heat, you're going to be like. May, you could go to the park. You could, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to yeah. die because well, it's really hot. And, and what, what what gets me is people that move from the Midwest, and they're like, it's so hot here during the summer. I would take the summer in Arizona over the summer in Missouri any day. Wow, yeah. Because Missouri, it's got, like, 100% humidity during the summer, and you're just, like, miserable. Yeah, like, immediately yeah, yeah, it's sweaty. only 95 degrees, but it's 100% humidity. Yeah. When it's when it's 110 degrees and 0% humidity, that's that's far better. It's yeah. it's, it's so much different and it's it's such a better option. That's true. Well, the the girl we were talking about from from California, she's from the Bay Area, and she said that that in California it doesn't get as she was like in the the winter here was so cold. She's like the winter in California does not get as cold as it gets here and the, the summer does not get as hot as it gets here. That was a difficult thing to like. Be like, well, yeah. I'm just like Arizona is still better. But, but then you're also living in California. That kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> California. She's from the Bay. The Bay. Oh yeah, I said that she's from the Bay Area. She's from Oakland. Um, but like, I don't know. What are what are some things that? What what's amazing about Arizona? So so I mean, cost of living in Arizona. The reason people Boom. continue to move to Arizona is because of the cost of living. It's significantly cheaper. Most of the people moving to Arizona are from California because the cost of living is so much cheaper here. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, you don't have the ocean. Yeah, the ocean's five hours away or an hour flight. Like it's not it's mm-hmm. not this big barrier to be able to go to San Diego. People from right. Arizona go to San Diego all the time. Yeah. Um, so like but, – but we also don't have to put up with like living by the ocean and – earthquakes and mudslides and yeah. we, you know we don't have to put up with with all of that and i, I think it's worth not putting up we don't yeah. we don't really have a lot of potential natural disasters you know we have uh the potential Eat. for flooding during uh like el nino season you know yeah. during the monsoon season but even then the infrastructure is pretty well designed in in phoenix to be able to handle rain and and you know the the next day it's pretty much dried up you know it's yeah it's it's not it's not that big of an issue oh yeah and rain here is so beautiful oh yeah it smells so good rain r- desert rain 
is is the best rain. Oh, it, yeah. it all comes at once, and it's these beautiful, strong, powerful rainstorms yep. with thunder and lightning. And it, yeah, you're right. It smells good. It's yeah. it's beautiful. It doesn't just like mist for five days straight like it does in Oregon, which I love Oregon. That's, yeah. that's one of my favorite states. Is but but. I, I'd, I'd probably take the Oregon coast over the California coast. Sorry, California. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the, um, yeah, yeah. It, you know, in Oregon, it will just mist forever and just like, just rain all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Arizona, it's like beautiful, beautiful, sunny mm-hmm. skies, just skies for miles, oh, miles, sunsets. miles. The sunset is insane. Oh, I, I I would bet the Arizona sunsets are the best sunsets in the world. Oh, absolutely. I, I, oh, my gosh. I've, see, yes. I've seen sunsets in, I don't know, 20 different countries and almost every state. Um, the only state that I think can probably rival Arizona, and I haven't seen a sunset, and it is probably like Montana. Oh, wow. Yeah, that'd be my guess. Montana. Big, we have, big sky country. Yeah. But, but the colors from Arizona sunsets and... Just like the horizon, you can mm-hmm. get so far away from the horizon and just have this mountain on the horizon and mm. the sun setting behind the mountains. Mountain. Amazing. Yeah, great mountains too. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know, pe- people complain about, oh, the desert isn't green enough. Like, okay, whatever. Like, that's, that's, yeah. A, that's so, yeah. So, so if like the desert isn't green, that's like, that's like a, I feel like that's a fallacy. It's like, the desert isn't green, so it's not beautiful. It's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It's what? like that. Your your description of it is doesn't doesn't say anything. You're not saying anything, right? Because the desert is so beautiful in like a desert way. You know, and the forest is so beautiful in a forest way. Right. Yeah. Right. So you you, you the desert isn't objectively. They're, they're, gross. they're not mutually exclusive. You don't because you like. Green mountains doesn't mean you can't appreciate the beauty of desert mountains. Yeah. yeah. Cacti? How awesome oh, yeah. is that? That's so cool. They're beautiful. We like it's such a crazy looking plant. It is so unique of a plant. And not to say that other plants aren't crazy unique, but the cactus, like this tall branch, I mean like it has like arms and stuff, but it doesn't have like leaves. It doesn't mm-hmm. have like branches. It doesn't have like, I mean, it has beautiful blossoms, but it's just like, it, and it, it's so powerful. And I don't know, that's just such a cool, and we're like one of, one of the only places in the world that has like the saguaro cactus. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, like, what, what, where's the, there's, there's like a, the saguaro like national monument national or park. national park that yeah. we share with someone. Right. Yeah. Who is that? Is that New Mexico or Mexico? Uh, like Sonoran, the Sonoran Desert. Yeah, Sonoran Desert extends down into Mexico. Yeah. It might extend into a bit of like the corner of California. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, but it's so pretty. Maybe, maybe up into Nevada and bottom of Utah. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 absolutely beautiful. Our biomes. We have desert. That's not all that Arizona is. We have desert. We have forest up north. Mm-hmm. Beautiful have, forest. Yep. Tons of mountains. We have a desert region we have a mountain region and we have a uh like forest region i remember learning about the regions of of arizona well uh so like up north it's 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 called a high desert because the elevation is is so massively high and it's still 
like most of the high desert still gets a low enough amount of rain to be considered a desert, but it doesn't look like a desert oh, the right, way yeah. other the the rest of the deserts look. And you look at Sedona and like these oh, beautiful so snow covered red mountains. And, Just and, the Red Mountains in general. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And, and then you go up to a place like Flagstaff, and uh, you know Flagstaff gets as much snow as almost any place else in the country. It's like mm. it's like up there with like Buffalo, New York, which gets like I think the most snow in wow. the country. And in and, and Flagstaff, I think there was a year, I want to say like five years ago, where Flagstaff got like an, an increased amount of snow one year. And it was like number one in the country that year for snow. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. People don't realize like Flagstaff, like – like oh I you know I like I like snow I like uh, cold weather yeah, you can get all that in Flagstaff like you you can get all of that in Arizona but in Arizona you can wake up in the morning drive two hours go skiing come, drive back two hours down to Phoenix and then swim in your pool that evening mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of uh, difference between northern Arizona and and the rest of Arizona. Let's talk about the Phoenix metro area. Yeah. Um, it's a huge, sprawling city. Yeah. Yeah, um, it is. I don't, so the, the first time a friend of ours from college... Um, but the metro area, I'm thinking, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, first time a friend of ours from college, um, his name is Josh. He came here for a summer for an internship, and um, I picked him up at the airport, and I was driving him home, and he's like, I didn't realize how big phoenix was he thought it was more like kansas city where kansas city is like a major city but it's like there's kansas city and then there's a, a big space of nothing and then there's tonganoxie tonganoxie and there's bonner springs and there's there's uh you know all of these other cities but there's like these wide gaps in between the mm-hmm. the cities and like the cities are distinctly cities the phoenix metro area is much more like a los angeles area mm-hmm. where, where it's just city next to city next to city next to city mm-hmm. and it just extends i mean much smaller than la yeah yeah it's small, smaller than the i mean the the massive la area mm-hmm. but but similar in in the way that the metro area kind of all around it is is you know the la area includes anaheim and mm-hmm. pasadena right. and like all of that area you can call la area maybe the people in anaheim are like no we're anaheim right yeah. um but it's all the la area our, you know when i'm on snapchat in in pasadena i can still add stuff to the la snap story yep even well, if they don't they don't accept my snap stories and don't show it snapchat yeah wow snapchat <sighs> but yeah it's this big sprawling city and I mean, from the northwesternmost point of the Phoenix metro area to like the southeasternmost point of the Phoenix metro area is probably 80, 90 miles. You wow. know, it, 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 it extends over a significant distance. Mm-hmm. So, the in our in our like downtown area, we have awesome awesome bars and restaurants. Like, just have, like any downtown area, people don't like that. That's what people that move here from other areas. They're like, like, oh, it's where's it's, the nightlife? Where's like, the like, it's 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 all the same boring, uh, Red Robin and and Applebee's, Applebee's, and and it's like, uh, yeah, if that's the only place that you go to eat, yeah, for like, real, 
pull pull up Yelp on your phone and you'll see a plethora of unique local places that you can go eat. That's 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 just life in the 21st century century. Yeah. Like you just have to be willing to overcome your own thoughts about the area and go explore the area. Yeah, for real. What about the people? People in Arizona. Well, so um, when I was out in in D.C., it surprised me that um, people thought of Arizona of as like the wild, wild west. Mm. Like growing up in Arizona, yeah. I never thought about Arizona as like the wild, wild west. Like, uh, yeah. like they thought the the people like regularly regularly rode horses and wore cowboy hats so and boots funny. all the time, and uh, that's just. I mean, there's some people that wear cowboy hats and yeah, boots, but like that's not that's definitely not the norm. Way more of that in the Midwest. Yes, you see yes, way more of that. Way in the Midwest. more in the Midwest. In the Midwest, they don't they don't have that reputation. But like, go to Kansas City, you're going to see way more people wearing cowboy hats and boots yeah, than, than tons you do of like Western bars, saloons, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's way more of a thing. And and, and that yeah, that's just not the reality of of a metro area of you know, 4 million people. It's just, it's a very large population base and the vast, vast majority of them aren't cowboys because there aren't enough cowboy jobs to to sustain that many people. You have to have lots of industries and there's lots of industries in, in Arizona, lots of companies based in Arizona, Uh, lots of tech companies go daddy's based in Arizona. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a, major player in in the United States world stage. The largest public university in the country is in Arizona um, with Arizona State University as the largest undergrad enrollment in the country. Wow. And Grand Canyon University as the largest online enrollment in the country. Wow. And University of Phoenix is, is the largest solely online or mainly online like degree completion MBA program in the country like wow yep wow so i'm i mean maybe maybe we hold the record for having like the three biggest diverse college programs you know in the country yeah and people nobody realizes that nobody thinks about that but right i mean but but because it is so unrealized and unrecognized um and you know it's just it's phoenix just kind of goes and does its thing and doesn't really care about the rest of the country. I, th- I think the rest of the country thinks oh, that the Phoenix, you know, ebbs and flows the same way the rest of the country does, but we just kind of do our own thing, you yeah. know, um, and not to, not to always bring it back to sports, but you see this in, in like the way ESPN broadcasts sports. It's like LA, Chicago, New York, DC, like that, that's their main focus of, mm-hmm. of the sports world. And, you know, Phoenix just kind of sits and does its own thing and just kind of, it doesn't get any, any coverage, even when they're doing really good, like they barely get any coverage compared to the, you know, the major, you know, New York area sports teams. There's probably a lot to be said about the, the youth of America, of Arizona, the young, the youngness of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is still a young state. It's the, the third to last state ratified in the union. Yeah. So, so we're like, uh, making still like in many ways, like making a name for ourselves as far as historicity goes and tradition goes, 
but and that and that probably has a lot to do with why we're kind of a lone wolf culturally. We're just kind of doing our own thing. I mean, we have a lot of influence of other states, but we are we are. I I, I feel like there's a perception that Arizona is like the the like odd the odd state. It's just like oh yeah, Arizona's yeah. Doing it, something. It, I think it's hard to like categorize Arizona um, easily because even, even like politically, like you would think that Arizona was very similar politically to like the Midwest, the other red states, the South, the other red states. And it's like, no, it's like its own, it's its own little, like it it is predominantly a red state, but it's, it's a very different kind of conservative thought than the, the other red states because it's, because Arizona isn't a very religious state. Right. A lot of red states are very, yeah, like religious, religiously backed. Where like Arizona is red, like red for like self promotion, yeah, promotion of the individual reasons. I mean, not to say that I'm like, yeah, go red or whatever. I'm not about. Well, even 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 uh, you know the the de- Democratic Party in in Arizona is very different from the rest of the country's is Democratic Party. It's not like California's Democratic Party, and it's not like New York's Democratic Party. It's it's very unique uniquely arizona mm-hmm. i'd love i'd love to hear like questions and feedback about arizona from our viewers listeners uh just because i'm thinking like i could talk about things about arizona but it's hard for me to just like give a sell on arizona mm-hmm. you know like just like Arizona's awesome because it's just awesome i want to hear like quite i want to hear like questions yeah and well in in so, so the the way that I, I kind of think a lot about Arizona sometimes is is because I, I wouldn't categorize Arizona like it, it is in the Southwest, but I think of it more like culturally West Coast than than like Southern. You know, I I, yeah. I, I think of it different from from Texas and from New Mexico and from Oklahoma. Isn't Utah like Southwest also? Yeah, I think of it very differently from Utah. Yeah, me too. Um, and and I really think that the the two states that Arizona culturally shares the most in common with is like Nevada and California. And yeah. and culturally that those those three are are much more similar. And and this is the way that I've always thought about it is that uh like Phoenix like Phoenix LA Las Vegas LA is like the older brother of the three brothers and it's the one that that like everybody uh, pays attention to it's like very successful and and uh like obviously the older brother and kind of picks on the 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 younger brothers and and doesn't you know just uh has that older brother mentality where it's like I'm a little bit of the bully ha 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 yeah and and then Las Vegas is is like the fun and exciting baby of the family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, ah! yeah, yeah. They all have like share like a similar like familial culture, but but uh, I feel like Phoenix is grounded, very grounded. Well, is that a, is well, that safe to say? Th- that's uh, yeah. I, I think Phoenix is like that middle child, the one that kind of gets overlooked in the family, mm-hmm. but it's like successful and doing its own thing and has a lot of industrious business and it's it's, yeah. it's, it's like. Uh, you know, 
takes what it does seriously and and uh is you know continually improving and 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 working and yeah and uh yeah kind of the overlooked middle child yeah so listeners hit us with feedback on that i'm sure if anybody's from another state than arizona and you want to bring it let's go yeah we'll fight you (laughs) uh we won't we won't fight because i love i I love other states I, i love kansas city um yeah yeah i know for real i love kansas i love where we went to school manhattan um kansas kansas uh i love new york uh, I love I love the D.C. area. Um, Oregon is way up there for me. Um, mm. If I want a vacation, I'll probably go to California. You know, mm. um, I don't really have a big desire to live in California, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, been all, been all over the place. And I love all those places. My favorite architecture is probably in Chicago. I love I love the Chicago wow. buildings. Um, but you know, um. There's just there's just something about Arizona um, that that we obviously love because it's home. But I also think I also think it deserves to be uh, defended when it's when it's looked down upon for being Arizona. Yeah. Because we're not saying that it is obviously and objectively the best state, but we're saying that it is definitely a state that deserves uh, consideration for more than just. Uh, what most of the country thinks about Arizona. Yep. And if you need a checkmate, um, try the Grand Canyon. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that was scary. Yeah, the Grand Canyon. One of the seven wonders of the world. I know they're trying to like do. The, a different there's seven only wonders. seven of them in the world. Arizona's got one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How, are there any others in America? Let me look up seven wonders of yeah, the world. Look up the seven wonders. The Grand Canyon. Oh, my gosh. A lot of people in Arizona haven't been to the Grand Canyon. But before I went, I saw pictures and stuff, and I was like, yeah, wow, it seems, like, really legit and huge and stuff like that. We're the Grand Canyon state. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, it's a, it's a pretty big deal. But when I went there, it blew my freaking mind. It is enormous. It is so huge. And... You see so much of it from, like, vantage points. You're just like, wow, this canyon spans so, so many miles. And it is so deep. Oh, just so amazing. So many ridges. It's... All right, here's the seven natural wonders of the world. Because there's the unnatural ones. These are the natural ones. Mount Everest in Nepal, Victoria Falls in Zambia and Zimbabwe, the Great Barrier Reef in Australia, the Northern Lights, the Paracutan Volcano in Mexico, Hmm. the harbor of Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and the Grand Canyon. Yes. Wow. Think of this as a list of, like, seven places you have to see with your eyes to believe, and one of them involves a a trip to Arizona. Yeah, come on down. So come on down. 